When the Defense Department started planning the Defense Enterprise Office Solutions Contract Vehicle, or DEOS, in 2015, the excitement, the expectations were real. But eight years after the initial planning and two-plus years after the 10-year, $4.4 billion contract award, DEOS is not living up to expectations. In his reporter's notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why the military services and defense agencies simply haven't jumped on board with DEOS. Jason joins me now in studio. And a quick reminder, Jason, DEOS, what is it and what were they hoping for when they let this whole thing? The idea behind DEOS is very simple, Tom. A lot of the defense agencies, military services, set up their own email systems. They set up their own collaboration systems. And the idea was, okay, if we're all going to kind of move to Office 365 from Microsoft, let's do it in a way that we do it together, joint. And this idea was to create this one-stop shop for a contract that's called DEOS, so the services and defense agencies could buy it. It would be a very standardized way they're buying it. They'd have standardized, you know, kind of baseline security. All this that was the idea was to make it easier, better, faster, cheaper to create these email and collaboration tools. But here we are, Tom, two plus years later, and really eight years since the idea of DEOS started, and it's struggling. And it's not struggling because it's a bad contract or something went wrong or the technology's not good. It's struggling because time and experience really has overtaken what they thought it would be in 2015 to what it is today in 2023. So the manifestation of it not living up is the numbers of agencies using it, the number of users, and they have various reasons for balking at it. There's a couple of reasons why it's not living up to expectations. You know, Tom, when we wrote about this back in 2018, the Defense Information Systems Agency, DISA, which is running DOS, said, hey, we want to start migrating 1.5 million users to DOS in the first 18 months after award. Currently, and there's two pieces here, currently the joint tenant, which is really the big deal behind DOS, the initial thought, only has 98,000 subscription licenses. Now, throughout DOD, the number of subscription licenses sold through DOS has been almost 2 million, which isn't, doesn't sound too bad. But here's the difference. The joint tenant, again, 98,000, 1.97 million generally. Those 1.97 million, most of those are through 13 other tenants set up by the military services and DOD agencies. And then Tenet is just an instance of Office 365. For instance, Navy has flank speed. Army has their Tenet. The Air Force has their Tenet through you know, Cloud One, Platform One. And, I've and got Tom Temin. You have TomTemin.com. A tenancy of one. A tenancy of one. So with all these 14 tenancies, then it's as if everyone went their own anyway without DOS. Correct. And, and on top of that, then they're paying different prices now for those tenants. And, and that's the other piece of why it's not living up to expectations. When DISA and their partner through this general, the General Services Administration set up DEOS, they thought, well, the approach would be a month-by-month basis. And what they found, because post-pandemic, the way users use it, they don't want it month-by-month. They are paying for that year-long subscription. So the price under DEOS for that month-by-month is 20% higher than it is if you go through, for instance, a lot of agencies are going through the Navy Enterprise Software Initiative, the ESI contract, it's 20% lower. And that has really caused, again, this idea of setting up your own tenant paying for your own costs. In fact, Tom, I talked to Air Force CIO Lauren Knausenberger about this idea of, of software licenses, not necessarily about DEOS. And she said one of the ways we found we could save some money to push it to other priorities is by renegotiating our software licenses, including Office 365. Now, to be clear, she did not call out DEOS, but this idea that they're paying too much for software licenses really does tag back to the big problem with DEOS. And because we know now more today than we did 
you know, when, when this was written in 2015, this has not changed DOS to keep up with the times. And each of these tenancies then has the potential to, or each agency could negotiate directly with who exactly? One of the integrators? Well, the one thing about Microsoft is they don't sell directly to the government. You're negotiating through their provider, but the provider, and, and the DOS case is Dell, but in, in, the, in the enterprise software initiative from Navy, it could be any number of resellers. You are getting a lower cost. And in fact, the Army looked at this and said, you know, this doesn't make sense. We don't need to spend this type of money. We're going to actually bring in Google Workspace. And they did it for over uh, 200,000 people in the Army to say, these are not power users. Google Workspace works well because this is what, number one, the younger people are used to. And two, it's cheaper. And three, it's a little more intuitive. And four, maybe there's better security or at least equal security. So that's an example where the Army said, we don't want to pay for that money. And in fact, Tom, I spoke with several different sources for this, both in industry, both former DOD executives who are familiar with the way DOS worked. And basically they said, listen, the price was insane. The price was way too high, didn't add value. And what we learned from the commercial virtual remote, the CVR platform that came up during the pandemic, those don't fit in with how DOS is working today and DOS is offering today. And I think what this comes down to, generally speaking, is the DoD and a lot of the services and agencies have moved on, but DOS has stayed the same. And I think that's the crux of the issue. Yeah, in some ways, it sounds like seat management for the 21st century. These things get too big almost for their own good. So as it stands now, there are 98,000 people under the main instance of DEOS. The other couple of million, those instances are under DEOS or they're through other means so or is a mixture? They're buying their licenses through DEOS potentially, but they're not under the joint tenant. And they're and they're under these other tenants, and you know I, I spoke. But is with, is one tenant really practical for the entire DoD? And that's what DoD told me. I got a, some comments from their spokespeople, of course, because that's the way they work sometimes. And they said, "Listen, we realize 14 tenants is too many, but we realize one is not the answer either. We, we have to reduce the number." And what that number is, we're still figuring that out. Now, they are moving DOS and the Office 365 to a classified environment, uh, IL-6, Impact Level 6, as it's commonly referred to in DOD. And they will have a single joint tenant for that. And I think that's part of – there's two reasons for that. I think some of that's the lessons learned from the unclassified side. But also, I think – the number of users under the classified tenant will be smaller anyways, and they, that's more manageable. But, you know, to put two million people under a one tenant, I, I think that's part of the challenge as well. And the Army wants something that's a little different than the Navy, who wants something a little different than the Air Force. And I think that's why you got Same old story in some ways. Same old story. Very, yeah. So very the challenges true. for the program then are to somehow make a rational case for a, a sane number of instances of tenancies, and then they've got to get the price reasonable. I think the price is the biggest issue here. I think you know that's why the Army ended up going to Google and looking at Google Workspace for a certain number of, of users, because they didn't need to pay that high price. I think also DoD has got to think about, can they renegotiate that contract with GSA and DISA, you know, through GSA and DISA, through Dell, to get a lower price and maybe reduce that instead of just buying it a monthly Maybe some people do want monthly, but also what's the cost for a annual license? And that would be two different costs. And then the military services can decide what's best for them. Do they want to do it annually or monthly? And if they want to do it monthly, they'll pay the higher cost. If they want to do it annually, they'll pay a lower cost. I did ask DOD, do you have any plans to cancel this DOS contract? They said, we do not. They do see the value there. They do see people continuing to use it. But, Tom, at the same time, they have told me they haven't really made any other major modifications. One, is in, in all my term not there, is one administrative modifications to the DOS blanket purchase agreement that happened over the last year or so. So there's a lot that still could be happening, and it's only two-plus years into this 10-year contract. But 
in the short term is definitely not living up to the expectations that they thought about in 2015 and, and beyond. But your sense is that there is the flexibility and the desire in the program to maybe turn it in a better direction. That's hard to say. <laughs> I, I'd never heard from DISA on this. Uh, everything came through the DOD spokesperson, and, and, and the answer to my questions did not show that they plan to add more uh, users to the DOS program. They said, you know, our goal is the classified version, and our goal is to continue sustainment and to really look at uh, other areas around, you know, dealing with the what they call the DDIL environment, disrupted, disconnected, intermittent, low bandwidth environment, and moving, you know, data, migrations, engineering, support, zero trust, all those key buzzwords. But they never mentioned we will continue to add more users. They may, they just didn't tell me that. All right. Well, interesting piece of reporting. We'll have to keep an eye on this one. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. And be sure to check out his reporter's notebook at federalnewsnetwork.com.